This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. We got I Swear Vezo in here today on the podcast. This is this is big. No, I ain't that big. It's big. <laughs> it's big. It's big for me, man. I appreciate it. big for you. No, it's big for us, man. Get it, drink God. The drink God. No, I'm just like this. This this is an interview that was like a fucking joy to get ready for, just because like you're. I mean, actually, like I really I fucked with your music, but then like through getting ready for this interview, I was like, no, I really fuck with this guy's music, like yeah. like more than I realized. Man, so I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. It's a it's an honor to have you on here and stuff. So. Um, Let's talk about the rapping a little bit before we get into like your background and stuff. Like, wh- who do you credit for the rapper that you ended up today? Like, in terms of like anyone who influenced you, because you you do something to tracks when you get on a fucking track. Like, you're not just like really rapping yeah. like everybody else. Like, you really bring a level of intensity I and turn energy. On six. No, like I grew up to motherfucking niggas like Juvenile. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Master P. You know what I mean? When I was a shorty, like I was going off that 400 degrees. And I'm, I was a shorty, shorty. Mm. And then like listen to my big brothers rock the Master P like that. Like that whole vibe, you know what I'm saying? It was just like when Juvie rap and guys like that, when I when I walk outside, I was seeing that everything. He, he painted that picture so vivid. Mm. Like especially like with Detroit and New Orleans, we got so much in common. You know what I mean? Just as far as like, not, not culture wise, but just like the streets, you know what I mean? The, the codes and the streets and how we move and like our ghettos, it's just like one and the same. Mm. You feel me? So like, yeah, definitely Juvie, P, you know, Gucci man for sure. That was like, you know what I mean? Right now, like rock with Future real heavy. I remember when mm-hmm. I first saw the, the Hoth video from Juvenile and I was like 11, 12 or some shit. And that was like a mind blowing experience. Like yeah. I just didn't know that like, that's what New Orleans looked like. I didn't know that dudes were rapping like that. Like that just kind of, took me away the real that slums point. like you know what i mean he brought that he brought that vibe that feeling to camera and it was just like oh yeah he the one it's it right here and there's there's like a certain thing about a lot of your music too where it's like if you have like a certain style or slang or whatever but you're uncompromising and you don't give a fuck about the people at home necessarily being like you're giving them something to yeah. decode and understand like you exactly. might not know what all the slang that i swear Bezos using means right away but if you spend enough time with it you're gonna figure it out yeah you can figure it out yeah you know that's facts Okay, so tell us about your growing up in, uh, well, you're from Minneapolis, and then yeah, you moved to Detroit in, young, yeah, right? Yeah, I was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I moved to Detroit when I was five. Uh-huh. My mama had married my stepfather or whatever, so he was he was doing a prison. He was doing prison time in Minneapolis. As soon as he got out, he like, nah, I got to get the fuck on. I'm going back home. Uh-huh. You know, he married my mama, and we all left. First hood we moved to was on the uh, east side. Was Matt, was on Mac and my Elliot, you know what I'm saying? So, like. It's just been up ever since, you know what I mean? We laid out we lived on Meldrum for probably like 
two years and we moved on Sanford on Six Mile. And I've been over there my whole life. Okay. Since seven years old, I've been on Six Mile. And I just, it been that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know was, I mean? it, was it hard growing up? Or what, what was like the level of struggle that you were really going through in terms of your upbringing? I mean, for me, it was, it shit was normal. You know what I mean? I just know like when we first moved to Detroit, we was fucked up, like real fucked up. I, I knew we was fucked up as a kid. I felt that, you know, just our, the, way, the way our house looked, all that shit, we was finished. But by the time my mom moved us on Six miles, she had got a job at AJ Wright. My mama hustled. She know how to make that shit work. You know mm. what I'm saying? She ain't never like so dope and shit like that. She just, she just finesse. She, she just good with, with with her money and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, it wasn't hard. You know what I mean? I know she had it hard. I know she, you know, she was struggling raising all them boys like that and paying so many bills and doing all that shit. I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel it. You know what I mean? Right. I had the shit I wanted. I had Nintendo 64. You know what I mean? 007 gold and now that's all I cared about. Right. I had Jordan's every blue moon when I asked for the motherfuckers. Like, I ain't want I ain't want much as a child. Like, cause I didn't see much. You know, it was different. Like when you grow up in the suburbs or some shit like that, you might see certain shit and that's what you want. Right. And then you'll see where your parents at financially. If your if your homies got if your friends got something and you ask for that and your mom and dad can't provide it. And then that keep happening, like, oh, we must ain't got it. Because so, as a kid, you could go a long ass time without really realizing, realizing where your family's at. I remember exactly. my, 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 I had a friend, he lived in the trailer park, and I never really realized until I went to his crib and my mom came to pick me up at his crib, and I'm like fourth grade or some shit. But then I'm realizing from like watching my mom talk to his mom, and I'm realizing like, oh, like my parents a have difference. a lot more money than these yeah. people. But then also the, the same situation from meeting people that had a lot more money than us. Like, exactly. oh, fuck. Like, there's really rich people and we're not in that category. Yeah. yeah. See, like by, by the surroundings, everybody was fucked up mm. in our hood. So we ain't know. I wanted a I wanted a regular bike. We was putting them bitches together. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't watching kids go to Target and, or Walmart and come out with brand new bikes. I was watching kids make their own bike, finding bike parts. I did the same shit. We put cans on the back of the tires to make mm. the bitch sound like a motorcycle. Like we I wanted simple shit and that was stuff my mama ain't have to provide. Cause we knew how to get that shit, you know what I'm saying? We wanted to play with junk. You know what I mean, that was fun to me. Just Flipping like, on the dirty mattresses outside, that was that was fun. That's what we wanted to do. So right. I did. That's what I mean by when I say I did and I had what I wanted. Cause I heard you in an older interview where you were saying that like you're the first rapper from Detroit, from like the actual trenches, like where you came from to have really made it. Which is is interesting because you know obviously there's a lot of rappers who've come out of Detroit over the yeah. years, but you're making it pretty clear that you feel like your circumstances was a little bit more extreme. It was fucked up, you know. But now you got other rappers like like Doug, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like it's just a, it's a lot of people that's coming up now who really from that way, who really from the slums, like. You know what I mean? People that I can vouch for and they can vouch for me because we seen each other and mm. we watched each other come up. Niggas was fucked up together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude was hanging with my little mans at one point. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of rappers that, you know, like now that's coming up that really, that, that's really from that way. Mm. I was like the first rapper out of everybody to kind of get popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, because before that you had Eminem, you know what I mean? Niggas like, you know. Like Sean mm -hmm. Royce, you know what I mean? Not like not to take away from what they did or what they upbringing was like. I'm just saying from what I can relate to, where mm -hmm. we was at, what we seen, what we did. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever see the video where we showed uh, the insane clown posse? Your video? 
Yeah, I think that's they were, it. They were hyped. They were yeah, fucking with yeah, it. Yeah, that's <laughs> lit. Yeah, I definitely knew about that when I was a shorty too. But we ain't, right. I ain't listen to that shit. We from a really different know. world, very yeah, different world. Yeah, I think they from like Mount Clemens or something. That's like right. the suburbs of the suburbs. Generationally too, it's like you know, it's kind of hard to like look at an Eminem and be like, oh yeah, like I'm a rapper just like him. It's like nah, you've been rich as fuck for twenty fucking Ironically, years. Ironically, Eminem from the same block as me. Really? Can you believe that? Wow. I'm from Sanford and Bradford. Damn. So like Bradford start off as a side street, then it turned into an actual street. Uh-huh. Eminem from Bradford, right, right between six and seven mile, right, right down like around the corner from Osborne. His house he used it on the cover, album cover before. Oh right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the same block I'm from. That shit was like like walking distance, like probably five minutes walking distance from my crib. So were you a kid like hearing about Eminem and this Man, was like a, a, a specter, like it's crazy to think that this dude's from it the was. same place. That shit blew our mind. You know what I'm saying, like. We used to walk past that crib all the time. The bitch was vacant, but like it blew our mind to see motherfucker like Eminem be so far up. Right. And he really from Detroit. Like he really from this bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? He ain't from the suburbs. He really from Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know how the eight mile shit came about because where he, where the, the block, the house he stayed in, that's, that shit ain't on eight mile. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a different that area. Shit in the hood. That shit okay. in the slums. Eight Mile was like the suburbs. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like Eight Mile, where you gotta have a license. Where you go over there, you like, you know what I mean? You remember watching that movie as a kid? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I, was, I love Eminem, man. Love That's Eminem. tight. Hell yeah! You he watched like, that like movie thinking like, hero for us. this is what I'm doing. Yeah, we proud of Eminem. Like, you know what I mean? We proud to claim That's dope. Eminem. You know what I'm saying? That's like, good to hear. He ain't gotta be from the slums and all that shit. We don't expect him to do certain shit like. He don't owe nobody from our, he don't owe nobody nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, he ain't one of them rappers that I judge. Like, oh, he made it and ain't fuck with us. Like, that ain't, he never talked about coming back. You know what I'm saying? He never talked about, he he never, he like, he didn't brand our hood. Like, he, I rep Six Mile. So, it's only right for now or, you know, in the future for me to go back and get back because I'm coming up off that shit. I'm repping that, I'm repping that shit. I'm talking about my struggle, which is now somebody else's struggle. Mm. But a person like Eminem, like, it's just all love, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. You, like, from listening to your music, hearing you talking in interviews, you have a crazy entrepreneurial spirit, like, very, very business-minded. Like, you are definitely going to get paid one way or another, right? Yeah. Do, no you look, do you look at yourself as, like, a really young man and, like, recognize that spirit in yourself? Yeah, I was like that since I was a baby, like a, like a little little kid. You mm-hmm. know, I could tell you some shit that'll fuck you up, like... It sound it'll sound unbelievable, bro, but it was true. I'm ready. Let's blow minds. And when I was 13, I had a weed house. I had a spot, and that bitch was banging. I ain't have like a I wasn't we me and my homeboys weren't just bagging up nicks in a weed spot and you know sell a few bags here and there and felt like we was rolled. My shit was raw, like it was it was slamming. I was doing like a thousand a day out that bitch. Really? At the age of thirteen. How the I fuck swear did you God. end up putting that into effect? When I was thirteen, I was starting to get pubes and shit. I was Man, like, I was thirteen blown, doing mind that. Mind blown. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know. What, I didn't even know what an ounce costed at the time. When I first, I had a big dumbass bag. Like the math alone. I brought it to my big brother. He, you know, he was wondering where I got it from. We went through all that. Him asked me that. Then he showed me how to how to bag it up, how to weigh it up. Told me how much I should be charging for it. And there was a spot down, the, well, it was a bandit house down the street from my crib. We went in that bitch and rolled out that motherfucker. And I had a good run. Bought me a car, everything when I was 13. Wow, that's crazy. So I you, had niggas that was 21 <laughs> rolling for me. So what, who's buying the car for when you're 13? You got a girl I that's buying that, it or no, something? No, I bought that bitch. I but bought you, it. It was a duster. How the fuck you buy the car? <laughs> like, who you buying it from? It was a guy down the street on the corner on Gunston in Sanford that was selling a car. He probably was like 
Dude at the time was probably like 18. Uh -huh. He only wanted $1,000 for that bitch. I gave him a rack. I never got the uh, the car in my name. I never switched the title over. I never put a plate on that bitch. We used to buy the 15-day stickers from the, uh, not the grocery store, from the car wash on Six Mile right. for $20. And every two weeks, I'd go give me a new 15-day sticker. That's I used to amazing. hide the bitch from my mama. <laughs> That's no cap. Crazy. She found out I had that bitch too. Man. Did you know about like people selling crack and shit and you realized that like selling weed was maybe a little bit safer? No, I ain't know the difference. I think if I could have sold crack, I probably would have sold crack. But okay. unfortunately, like good for me that I never crossed that path right. to sell crack. Like, you know what I mean? I ain't never. A little more serious did. business. Yeah, it's serious. I ain't really had time for that shit. How'd you get out of the weed game or is that something that kept you afloat for many years? 13, I fucked the money up. <laughs> I couldn't pay nobody back. It was over. <laughs> you smoking weed back then or you weren't, weren't really yeah, on it Yeah, I was smoking yet. weed too. Okay. Yeah. But these was Reggie's. We were smoking Gans at the time. I was selling Reggie's. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I fucked that money up. That ain't, that ain't last long. Okay. You have any other hustles as a young man? Um, Nah, just that. Just weed. That was the main one? Yeah. Okay. When did you, uh, when you get introduced to the juice game? Um... I started sipping lean. I started drinking lean when I was 14. Then I stopped till I was about like 18 and started back. I ain't start selling lean till I was 19. Okay. That's why I call myself the drink guy. Motherfuckers be thinking like I drink the most lean. That's not even nothing to brag about. That shit is, yeah. you know what I mean? That's basically liquid heroin. I wouldn't, you know As what I mean? a grown man, once you've seen enough people get really fucking twisted off the drink. Man, it's... I seen motherfuckers like lose their grill. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers young, looking old as shit, bro. Like. Just, you know what I mean? Fuck they body up. Fuck yeah. they facial up, everything. Just fuck them up. That's I started selling lean when I was 19, that shit really, really took off for me. Yeah, lean is a real gateway drug to a lot of other bad shit because it's so fun. It tastes so good. It's so yeah. easy to get into, but then And it's, I started it's a drinking dangerous. the shit just being cool. I wanted, like, it took me some time to get addicted to it, but mm -hmm. once I got hooked, I was hooked to that shit. And I, I, have, I didn't realize that I was addicted to, like, Years later, and it's like, fuck, I drink this shit every fucking day, bro. I can't mm -hmm. go without it. But my big cousin, rest in peace, he, had, he was drinking lean heavy, and I just wanted to be like him. I did. I didn't even know if I was high at the time. Right. Yeah, I don't even remember, like, feeling the high. I just was doing it because my cousin did it. Most people have a hard time getting, like, truly addicted to lean because it's hard to get and it's expensive. So yeah. most people can't really afford enough, or they get out here buying fake drink and they that's just get burnt fact. out Niggas real quick. K-Road, everything. Huh? I K-Road my whole city before. Yeah, that's a bar I was going to oh, ask you about. Everything I love, I K-Road my whole city and I <laughs> rapped about it and niggas was mad. Damn. I had a lean house on Whithorn. I was selling lean and, and Kush tubes, $25 a tube. Uh -huh. and that shit was fake. They had a little bit of leaning and the rest was K-Rope. That's funny because my man Desto Dub, I asked him that when I first started <laughs> kicking it with him. I'm like, yo, like, so you you be watering the juice down or anything like that? He's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't fuck with that at all because I don't want to get a bad reputation yeah. with, with the clientele. I ain't give clientele. a fuck, man. I was, niggas ain't know, though. When I was doing it, ain't nobody know nothing about K-Rope. Ain't nobody know nothing about it. Right. Like, now it's hard. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad for a nigga that's doing that now. Like, You'll get your motherfucking head bust for that. Now. Everybody's a little bit better at eyeballing it. Yeah, you know? it's a little bit lit. But when I started, ain't nobody know. I fucked the whole Detroit, Michigan up. Right. Sold everybody fake lean. My shit was rocking, too. And I was rapping about it. Yeah. And niggas ain't know what I was talking about. And I was, I was selling niggas some fake lean and then give them a CD. And on the CD, I'm talking about selling fake lean on the whole tape. And they're like, ah, he got somebody else. Yeah, he are. Yeah, that's my. <laughs> I sell niggas some fake lean and drink it with them. I was scurvy with that shit. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So you never got into the game of like, you know, there's a lot of fake pills out there and shit no, like that. No, I ain't never really dealt with all that shit. I ain't get too much far into that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I always knew the risk of certain, like later on, 
I knew the risk of selling certain shit like heroin and crack and mm. heavy pills. I ain't get too far into that. So shit. you never got busted selling lean though? Nah, I got pulled over ten pints in my car before. And and po- police looked at it and called me a dope fiend. <laughs> they didn't care. They it wasn't nothing that they that they cared. As long they just wanted to know if I had a gun, some crack, or some heroin. They searched my car for for a long ass time. Looked at this lean and just didn't bother. That's crazy. Yeah. You think if they caught you with like a hundred pills or something that they would be yeah, all over it? Yeah. yeah, but for yeah. some reason the lean. I think now if that was to happen, then I'd go to prison for sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like at the time when I was doing it, nah, that shit wasn't shit. Have you been pulled over with the cup sitting there with lean in it and they just look at it and don't yeah, even think they about don't it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I also got pulled over and a cop made me pour a pint of activists out on the ground. What year? Uh, 2013. Holy shit. Yeah. Was it wasn't that expensive. Fuck yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, sir. Yeah, I needed the money. I got fucked up. I seen dudes I wanted that. break a pint open in front of me. Like, the coolest dude, like, stepped on a pint. And, uh, I mean, I seen him get emotional <laughs> to an extent. That, that shit, I, like, sh- getting shot with a rubber bullet, man. Yeah. That shit's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. We scraped this shit off the ground. We drinking this shit. It's rocks in the pop and all that. Right. It really got like that. <laughs> so so you, like, graduate, or you didn't graduate high school, or no, did you? I, I dropped out. Okay, yeah. and uh, what, what kind of, so you, you were doing the weed thing, but then you sort of transitioned into the juice game as you yeah, get out of school Yeah, but when I dropped out, I was just like, just doing whatever. We was, I was like robbing motherfuckers and shit like that, just doing anything to make money. I, I, just, I wasn't focused on school. Right. It wasn't like a, a certain hustle. I was getting money, though. Niggas was out throwing parties, everything. I just, I just had some money when I was, you know what I'm saying, young, and I dropped out of 10th grade. I had cars on rims and shit like that. I had, at that time, I thought I, I, I was rich. Right. I probably ain't had no more than $20,000. Were you thinking about rapping at the time? Were you yeah. aspiring to something to bigger? I wanted to be a rapper since I was eight years old. Okay. I wrote my first rap when I was 12. I remember it, but I would not rap it. I think I heard you say it in another interview. Yeah, I will not rap it. I remember it word for word, like in real life. That's fire. Was there anybody that you were really looking at, like, in your scene and shit that you were able to look at and say like oh this guy made it out of here like a few years before me i'm gonna be able to be on that wave and well shit. like you know we was thinking small at the beginning you had guys like blade icewood mm-hmm. the cheddar boys you know what i'm saying the street lords like rest in peace white by rest in peace blade street lord wine free wine malik you know just looking at those guys they was like they 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 was ghetto superstars mm. in detroit like they was everything that like i'm talking about Kids screaming and crying when they seen them like on some shit like you was like like how it was when the hot boys was coming out and coming around. Right. So like they was the closest to me and I, I feel like they inspired everybody that came up out of Detroit. So just watching them made me wanna be exactly like that. Like and what I mean by thinking small, you know, they wasn't industry they wasn't mainstream, but it was like whatever they got, that's just enough for me. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, they motivated me for years. It's crazy because, like, when we, we talk about Detroit, like, there's a wave of rappers coming out of Detroit, like, the last couple years that have all just been Detroit super... Detroit turned up, man. We got right. hella rappers. We got uh, Sada Baby. We got DZ. We got Doug. We got motherfucking All-Star JR. We got even Flint going crazy with Rio. 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 Yeah, YNJ. You know what I'm saying? Mike. Man, everybody, we got we got hella rappers in Detroit. Drago and Bino, shout out to them. Drago and Bino turned up, Band Gang, they yep. lit. Shout they out Lonnie. My guys, you know what I'm saying? That's facts. So, yeah, but do you feel like that has been the case in Detroit for a while, and now it's just that, like, people outside of the city are starting to really, like, pick up on how, how good the music is and how good the, the style is coming out of there, or is that just something that's always been going on and people are just trying to pick up? We took it all. We brought them to our land. 
An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It always been going on. People just started picking up on it. Like, mm. you got guys like me and Peasy. We was building bridges 2013, 2014. Like, when I first locked in with Filthy Rich and went to Oakland. And we built that built that connection. We got Oakland and Detroit starting to slightly fuck with each other. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that led to Filthy reaching out to every nigga that came up. And niggas reached every nigga that came up reaching out to Filthy and Cookie Money, you know, Back when we was going to Atlanta, Celine and shit, locking in with Mojo and Nephew Texas Boy and just, we been building bridges, you know what mm. I'm saying? It's just like, with, with it being so many rappers, so many different styles and so many niggas that's turned up, that shit just help, it's helping that bridge all the way. That's you know crazy. I didn't realize that you had that relationship with Filthy early yeah, on. Yeah, that, that blueprint been laid down. Like, we been, we been did that. I been, went to Oakland. I been came to LA. I been went to hella projects out here back in 2013 been building them bridges and like when i did time it was a lot of niggas like in different states like atlanta la oakland you know what i'm saying milwaukee minneapolis i had a phone when i was in when i was in prison a lot of niggas did me like man what's up with dude what's up with dude they down here can you lock me in with them or you know how what i gotta do like so like it, it, that shit the, the the blueprint been laid down it's just you know when other rappers came up it, it made that shit stronger and tighter damn you know okay. what i'm saying so you got indicted in what year 2017, I got indicted. No, I got indicted 2016. Okay, and that was the first like serious legal trouble that you had. Yeah, serious. Yeah. Okay. I, I did seven months for high speed chase before. Really? Yeah. Why would you uh, take off on him? I I just I ain't feel like going <laughs> wasn't to jail. in the mood. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have nothing on me. I ain't had no drugs. I ain't had nothing on. Me. Holy shit. Man, it was so bad. I, I was in I was in his car right there. <laughs> My buddy that's first. <laughs> like Holy fuck. Yeah, it got so bad. Like I did the shit for absolutely no reason. I was so embarrassed. I lied and told niggas I had shit on me. I'm like, they like, bro, why the fuck did you run? Like, man, I had a gun on me. I had <laughs> man, I listen, I literally didn't have absolutely nothing on me, bro. I just pulled off. You, and I was with a girl. I ain't want my girl to know that I was cheating. Were you part? Oh, man. No, no cap, because I ain't had no life. I knew I would have went to jail. You right. know what I'm saying? And she would have knew I was in a car with a girl. But were you partially uh, just like you had experience of getting away from the no, cops before? So you no actually experience. thought you could do this? No, no, I just, I was high and I thought I could just win. I just said, fuck it, let's go for it. I have respect. Yeah. Um, but but you already had like a bunch of businesses and shit by by this point. Like when did you start to transition from well, slanging drugs to like really having real businesses and shit? Well, when I got indicted, I had a car wash, right. a restaurant, and a dispensary. I was 25 when I opened all that shit up. Uh, by the time I just yeah, I was I started I started doing everything at 25 and shit. Uh -huh. So yeah, it was 2016, 15, all that shit. So now 2014, I started. By the time I got indicted, area, all that shit was gone. Right. Well, the dispensary lasted while I was in prison, and that shit eventually ended up going down. The Wait, track. but so how you you get locked up, and so you just try to trust people in your life to take care of these businesses? Seems yeah, like that's a lot I, to ask. I always kind of like try to trust people in my life to do shit. Right. Because I was too lazy to do this shit on my own. You know what I mean? I just felt like I was a think tank. I could think, come up with the plan. Like I say, lay a blueprint, attack it, and then pass it off somebody else you know what i'm saying but that shit don't work like you really gotta be 10 toes down on your shit 
So yeah. you you really feel like you have like the lean was the primary thing that, that got that you in was, the position not, to not open even up. Feel like it. that was that that was holy that shit. Did that. Not even rap that did that. That's serious. I wasn't making no real money off of rap music. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit wasn't at that time. It, it, it was streams had just started cracking. You know what I'm saying? So like. The checks was kind of small. I wanted shit like that. I wasn't charging much for shows. I was booked up, but making a bunch of nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, that lane kind of helped me do all that. Right. But, you know, the same way you attain shit, the same way you lose it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, all but that shit gone. It feels like with the lean thing, like, so, what was, like, assuming that you're, like, far enough removed from the business part of it, can you talk about, like, how you actually were doing things? Was you just have, like, a bunch of different people just running through scripts all the time? You had some doctors you were fucking with? Yeah, we had pharmacies, man. Uh. I just thought pharmacies. All that, like, all that. I was getting pranks from everybody. Wow. I say it wasn't no serious case, so, like, motherfuckers ain't too much care about it. I don't know what other people was doing, but they maybe was getting other things. And along with getting other things, they always get a pint or two and bring that shit straight to me. Right. I had like all the pints in the city. Cause like that, that's the thing about being in the lean game is that it's like, you're not going to get a thousand pints off one guy. You're going to get a nah. couple of pints here and there and like slowly build up man, your arsenal. Like pharmacies, <laughs> man. We was getting that shit from pharmacies. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so what did you actually get indicted for? And did they understand that you owned all these businesses? And did they fuck them up? Yeah, my car wash and my restaurant pretty much got raided every other day. Really? When, yeah. At this time when you got indicted because they yeah. just assumed that you were running those I, I believe they thought I was selling some whole other shit, like some bigger drugs that I wasn't. You know mm. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know what they... I, I don't know. I got indicted for a gun. I had a gun on me and shit. You know, I'm felon in possession. It actually was on somebody else, but I went to jail for it. Just because you were in the room with him, that they assumed that he's got it for you? We was outside. It oh. was legal, too. Really? Yeah, went and to you, jail for a legal gun. For how long did you get locked up that time? I only did 18 months. Okay. Yeah. And so at that point, did you, you feel like you came home and the music was all of a sudden on a different level, like in terms of yeah, people I being excited? Yeah, I was all the way lost. I was, I was, I was lost. I was, I was gone. Like When I came home, that shit was just beyond me. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? I was so far away and disconnected i wasn't writing in jail and i had a phone i wasn't looking at niggas videos i wasn't doing none of that shit. i was on my dm or talking to my wife and my kids i wasn't like i said i wasn't right no i didn't care about music i was just focused on getting home and doing what's right but like man honestly though i, I needed prison like that was the best thing that ever happened to me like really you know what i mean I, that's one thing i would not change if I could change anything, it definitely wouldn't be that. I needed that shit. You need like a reset at your life Man, at that was, point? I, I, like, it's like I didn't know how goofy I was moving and how, mm. how fast I was moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, this is a true story, too. I remember I was driving home from my restaurant one time, and I was hot. You know what I'm saying? I had like probably like 60000 on me. I had a bunch of weed and shit, just planks and shit in the back seat. When I was at the car wash, it was just so much this day. Like, my car wash my uh, restaurant connected to each other. You know, and I'm up there, like, I got a lot of people pulling at me, man. Motherfuckers calling my phone. Everybody got problems. My family got problems. It's, it was just so much shit. I literally was driving on my way home, and I told God, like, this too much. I know I prayed for certain shit, but this too much. I don't want all this. This too much. Mm. And you got to be careful what you ask for. I got indicted maybe, like, three weeks after I, I prayed and told God that, I got too much. I, I I don't want all this. Wow. You know, like that sixty thousand. I could have just fucked that up if I wanted. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't have to care about that. Like, you know, like I had got all that shit so fast. 
You know what I'm saying? You like, you know, motherfuckers always making like painting this story about themselves about they selling drugs and they just up and and it just and they get rich and they just stay rich. It, it wasn't that for me, you know. Like I was doing my thing. I was selling drink. I I be I be up then I be down. I be up then I be down. I had never had no real money. That was just money that I thought was real, you know, 60, 70,000, maybe 80 grand. That wasn't no real money, you know. We was I was maintaining that shit, you know, playing around and fumbling that back and forth, back and forth. But at this point, I had got some real, real money, and it was it it, it came too fast. I, I came up I came up in like in like in like a year, you know what I mean? Like when when with this with this wave I had going on, like I say, I've been hustling, I've been doing shit, I've been buying cars, I've been had all this shit, jewelry, I had all that shit, I, I had that shit for a long time, but I didn't have no real money until right before I got indicted, right. you know what I mean? And it wasn't all street money, it wasn't drug money. It wasn't selling no wild, crazy shit. I was just moving and grooving. I was just hustling. You know, music, lean, weed, you know, all, just everything. My businesses, all that shit at once. But, you know, it it, it came so fast, bro, and the shit kind of had me annoyed. I was paranoid. You know what I'm saying? I knew I, knew I was going to get in trouble. I just didn't know when. And at that point, bro, I had had enough. It was so much shit going on that day. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I literally, I promise, I can tell you where I was at. I was on 19 Mile in Garfield, driving home. I pulled over and prayed, and I told God I got too much. This came, I don't want this. It's too much. I got way too much. And I lost everything I had. And if you think about how much risk you're really putting yourself at, when you're, worth it. you're driving around, you got all this illegal shit on you, and you're fucked up, so you're just not going to be moving as carefully as you should be. But you know, you you found yourself in this position so quickly that you just haven't really taken um, the time to think about the risk. I that haven't you're taking took on. the time to think about nothing. You mm-hmm. know, you understand what I'm saying? My wife was pregnant. You know what I mean? Like I just I didn't think about nothing. I only cared about the money. I only cared about that part. I didn't realize how much of a target I was all the way around. Mm. You know, you gotta think I'm the I'm one of the only only rappers at the at that time, you know, and I got everything. I got shit that motherfuckers in the industry got. It was just too much. Like, you know, I, I was still in the I was in the hood every day. I was at my car wash with five, six chains on, mm. forty thousand in my pocket, all my cars parked outside, hunting deep out there, we smoking weed, drinking all that. We got girls coming up there. Back and forth, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers coming up there to take pictures. Some niggas coming up. I, you know, I got iffy about about the about my supporters. You know, I done, I done, I done blew down on a, a lot of supporters, and it's like when that started to happen, I realized I'm doing too much. You know, when somebody want to take a picture with me, but we end up, you know, gotta 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 beat a guy up or you know just do some wild outlandish shit. It's it's just too much when I can't when I can't. You know, when I don't, I don't know how to separate my life from music. You know, my life from rap, my life from the. I didn't know how to separate it. It all became one, and I got confused. Right. It was too much. Damn. So when you're sitting in there, are you plotting on? You're plotting on what you're gonna do when you get out. But are you like, all right, I'm not gonna do illegal I shit anymore. I knew I wasn't gonna hustle. I knew that. I ain't wasn't gonna discuss. I knew that. Right. Because like even then, before I went to jail, I'm, I'm telling myself like, how the fuck am I going to jail for a legal gun? That wasn't on me, right. you know. I didn't know the laws. I ain't know a lot of shit. So being in jail was like, oh yeah, that's constructive possession. Mm. You know, if I'm around a gun, I control that guy and I control that firearm. They ain't. I didn't get cheated, is what I'm saying. Mm. You know, them people ain't cheat me out no time. 
I, I, they, they, they got that. They, you know what I mean? They did that. They did it the right way. But you feel like the people, like the fans, that once you came back from doing that little bid, that they were maybe more enthusiastic about you, that they were even more excited about your music because they hadn't seen you in a while or whatever? I was so focused on my family, mm. you know what I'm saying, and having a real plan. I wasn't really think. I, I didn't pay that part no attention. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I could have. I, I do wish I would have paid that attention. Like, when I got out, I wasn't thinking music. I just didn't, I didn't care about that shit. I didn't care about nothing. I didn't care about having money. I didn't care about anything. I learned how to take my time and move slow and let shit come to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, you know, God work is magic and everything came to me. And I found myself having triple what I had when I didn't want it. I got triple that and I didn't have to work hard for it. It came to me. Really? So you just kept doing what you had been doing in terms of putting out videos Put my and shit. music out, you know what I mean? Just staying prayed up and making making decisions, like business deals and shit. Like, you know, when I came out, it wasn't that I was like buying businesses and owning shit. I, if I knew a guy who was selling this building and, you know, I know a guy that went about it, you know, I middleman, I make my money, I do what I do. Mm. Then I got signed to Motown Records and they gave me a nice check. I didn't have to do shit, but just rap. So you felt like that kind of helped you take the shit to another level in terms of your music? Uh, my, my homies did that. My homies, my, my kids, and you know what I mean? I did that. Like, And I appreciate more time, but I can't, get that to, I can't give that to them because they didn't do that for me. You know what I mean? As far as, like, making me turn up, that shit got to be in you. Definitely. You know, I, they wanted me to do that. They wanted that from me. They, 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 they pushed for that. They, they, they was, they was with me for that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they helped me try and do that. It's just we didn't accomplish that together. Mm. I had to do that shit on my own time. As far as like making, getting back in my groove, making music, motherfuckers want to hear. You know what I'm saying? And just like making videos, motherfuckers want to see. Talking about the right shit. When I came home, I wasn't. I was so stuck on. Everything I was going in there, I couldn't stop rapping about prison. Mm. I couldn't stop rapping about the importance of not telling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, when I went in jail, it was normal. Like, I ain't tell. So it's like, it was normal to me. But going in the feds, like, you really, you really, you really learn to honor that about yourself. You really learn to appreciate that about yourself. Like, you stood up, you stood tall, you didn't tell on nobody, and you didn't think twice about doing it. And you know what I mean? You didn't. I didn't almost tell none of that shit happened. Like I say, going in, it was normal for me. But being in there, seeing the surroundings, and seeing what really go on, and seeing people cases and shit like that, it's like, damn, I, I didn't fucking tell. Like, you know what I mean? So coming out, that's all I all I was rapping about is just, you know, prison rules and life in prison and you know shit like that. And motherfuckers ain't want to hear that for real like that. Mm, but how do you feel about the, the state of snitching in the rap game, though? It feels like this, it's kind of becoming more and more commonplace, or at least there's certain people trying to make it that way. Man, it ain't even... It, the thing is, this the new reality for rap. Mm. Rap has changed. So I, I feel like for a long time, for a long time, rap, gangster rap in the streets was one and the same. Mm. Now it's finally got a separation. It's the, the rap game in the streets is not the same mm. at all whatsoever. You understand what I'm saying? Back in the day, if it was a rapper that was like, yeah, I got out for a murder, he got out for a murder. If it was a rapper that was like, yeah, we don't tell, they not telling. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? If it was a rapper like, I don't fuck with dude, they don't fuck with dude. They said he was from the hood, they was from there. They did that, they did that. Now it's just talk and it's just music and it's entertainment. But I don't know, you know, as it should be, I don't agree with telling. But at the end of the day, I kind of, 
I appreciate that the shit just not the talent part. I would never agree with that. As a man, a man is a man. Your, your job title shouldn't shouldn't enhance those type of characteristics mm. about you. You understand what I'm saying? You shouldn't tell. You, you just don't do that. You know, if it, it, like it's different, Adam. If you catch a case and me and you do something together and you tell, nobody can get mad at you because you never doing on interviews like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gangster, I'm a thug. I don't tell them motherfucker. Like, but if I choose to conspire with you to commit a crime, like that's the moment when you should. And I'm glad you think like right. that. Right. I'm, I'm glad. As, thank as you for as, saying that. Like the reality is, is that there's almost nothing like that. I would really like. I just wouldn't take part in any kind of criminal yeah, conspiracy. Exactly. And part of why is because you know, I, realistically, am I gonna fucking go do ten years exactly. instead of you no? Know, I don't like, want to be. Like, I don't want to be in the position to even facts. have to make that decision. Exactly. You know. Yeah. But like what I'm saying is like, all right, if. You you, if you 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 explain that to me, you like I don't want to do this, and I'm like, no, Adam, bro, let's do this, bro. It's real, you know. If I talk you into something you didn't want to do, and then you tell on me, what what, who's who, who crazy, who who really dumb, me, mm -hmm. right? I literally talked you into telling on me. I talked you into putting me in a bad position. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So like, but yeah, like I just think like now the rap game is the rap game. The streets is the streets, and I will appreciate it both stay, you know how they stay in their lane but you know it's I mean? just like hip-hop is so big that i'm sure you walking around the mall or whatever you probably have grown men who look like you who are fans and then you probably also have like 10 year old kids that are yeah, fans exactly you yeah know? that's a fact and then like with the guys that look like me that's fans you know we'd be kind of iffy mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because sometimes niggas just, just look at you and like niggas that have a twisted up face you know a mug and then you're like nigga what's up like oh man i fuck with your music it's trippy red Child trippy red <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, niggas like, yo, I fuck with your music and all that, but it's like... Yo, you want to let me pick yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah, pick it up. <laughs> fuck you! He looks so confused. <laughs> What's up? We getting in the interview. You got any questions for him? We're, we're doing the, the Vezo interview right now. You got any questions for him? No, we don't do no question. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll let you talk to him. Hey, no, I, I, I ain't want no game. I, I called you before this shit. I'm gonna call you as soon as I get done, bro. Uh, uh, you're... All right, so, all right. That's crazy. How'd you guys uh, become cool? Snap dog. Oh shit! Hey. I'm supposed to interview him next week. Snap dog, put that together. That's, that's, my, that's my buddy right there, man. I ain't named Snap either, man. Let me let me re Snap lit, man. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like Snap, I, I like what I like about Snap is he be himself at all times. Mm -hmm. He don't try to do nothing that he see everybody else doing, bro. He don't change. He show love and he fuck with everybody. And he might some niggas might not show that same love like as far as like promoting his shit like how he promote, but he don't change that about himself. Yeah, he stay him like. You know what I mean? That's Snap, dope. Snap really gonna step to it. So you guys got connected through uh, through Snap, but then like Trippy and you like musically very different. But are you guys yeah. thinking about doing something together? We did something. That really? motherfucker hard as hell. Yeah, we That's did crazy. something. We made it make sense too. It makes sense. Yo, that, that I'm very very genuinely excited to hear that. We literally put them that. two worlds together, and that shit make Trippy from the streets though, man. Some yeah. motherfuckers don't understand. Like dude, really from the hood. Like he 
he from the slum. Like, he really, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. really that with him. The first time I ever met him, he came into the back of my store, and we were doing something that day. There was, like, 20 Crips back there. And <laughs> he's doing the fucking smell on his finger thing, all this shit. And, like, <laughs> some of the dudes there, they, like, ended up, like, calling people in Ohio and shit and, like, realizing that he really is from no, exactly he really where from he that, says he's I from. Know, I know his people. He's from that way, bro. They, yeah. ain't, they ain't really, they ain't no lanes and no suckers either, like. They really own that. Like, his city go up. They be turned, for real. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like you're somebody, as a rapper, where it's like, you seem like you have, like, a crazy amount of respect and, and like, real fans building up of people who are, like, elite rappers in the game yeah. who really fuck with your shit. No doubt. Like, I was fucking with a lot of niggas, like, before I had went to prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, I built a lot of relationships with a lot of rappers. Like, mainstream, like, multi-platinum selling artists. I won't say their name. Because, you know, I, nigga was selling niggas lean and shit. That was what, a lot of these niggas ain't even know I rap, like, for real, though. Like, one of them, you know, called me like, bitch, you ain't tell me you rap. I'm like, yeah, who made you just say that? He like, man, bitch, your song on the radio down here. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta, your shit on the radio, got a song called Moon. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I fuck with, I fuck with dudes. I'm big on respect, you know what I'm saying? Not like meaning, like, I'm big on somebody have to respect me. I'm big on giving out that respect. From the jump, you know what I'm saying? Everybody start at a hundred with me. Right. And then, you know, shit either fall or stay. Yeah, I think you're like evidence of what can happen if you really like build a long term career and you're not compromising, you don't do some silly shit and you just like stay the course of just making yeah. dope music over and over and over. over, and and over and and building those relationships with people too, really. Yeah, that count it, it count to be solid. You know what I'm saying? To be a man of your word and to be who you say you are. You understand? And you know what I mean? Just Far back, you know what I'm saying? I talk so much, just just coast, bro, and just live life. You know what I'm saying? That right. shit gonna go far away. It's crazy because, like, you and your whole little world of the people that you end up doing videos with and shit, I feel like you got your own little universe that y'all are building in Detroit with, like, Babyface, Ray, GT, all these yeah. dudes that I got introduced to, like, through your music or through whoever. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of unity in that, in that no doubt. scene. We right all now. came up together, like, in the rap world. Me, Babyface, GT, Peasy. Rest in peace, Team Eastside, Snoop, Lil Perry, Dame Dot. We was like, they was all one group, Team Eastside, and I was just Ice Work Vezo, but we hung out every single day, like every day, like couldn't separate us, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, we all literally came up together in the rap world, like literally at the exact same time, same year, same everything. That's dope. It's good to see. Um, how do you feel about all the turmoil that's been going on in the country? Because, like, you're from Minneapolis mm-hmm. and then, like, live in Detroit. It's like, these are kind of two of the hubs in terms of, like, the social yeah, outrage that's that going on. Yeah, that was a crazy stuff. connection. Like, that, mm-hmm. that shit, for them two to come together like that, right. that's why I felt obligated to make a song. I did a song called No More Pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I had shot it at a rally downtown or whatever. But just everything that was going on in Minneapolis had motivated. You, you understand? My dad still lived there. Right. All of pretty much all of my brothers and sisters, all my family, and they in the field, they watching this shit go on, you know. They affecting differently than what I was affected by because they from that place, you understand what I'm saying? So like, it was just it was just crazy the way that, you know, for that, for that, to have, for me to be born in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that happened, and then Detroit take a major role in the protesting and all that shit, it just, it was, it was, it, was, it wasn't dope, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's fucked up, like what happened, but just, you know, just, that energy, the energy I got from it, 
it, it, it, it, it was it was good energy and it's still with me. Right. You know, it's crazy right. just to see, you know, people have been frustrated with the cops for forever, but it's yeah. it's crazy to see people actually taking a stand, taking and, a stand. And, and having it actually make some sort of significant impact, which yeah. is you didn't see that before. Like before people no. got mad about the cops, but you I'm wouldn't have you wouldn't have the government actually acknowledging like, yes, there's something wrong and we're going to try to do yeah. something about it. I think I think, you know, we're not afraid no more. You know, like our parents, I'm not saying that they was afraid. But you know they just that they they grew up in times where it was like all right worry about your household you know what I mean now it's like now nah, worry about worry about everything worry about mm -hmm. the world worry about wrong worry about what's right you know understand what I'm saying so like it's amazing but it's just it's fucked up times man it's just it's crazy times it's just all crazy and weird right now right and for various reasons because the only thing that's for sure is the road money. Yeah. Except not right now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, like that that bar is like that just made me realize when I'm hearing that, like obviously you wrote that before COVID and shit, but that's just like <laughs> evidence of like, damn, nothing is what it was before. Nothing is what it was. I feel like Y two K is now type shit. Like that's you know what real, I mean? And yeah. I ain't now no, like no no weird old end of the world type shit, but just like all the funny bids, all all the everything we prepared for in nineteen ninety nine, December thirty first. Everything we prepared for, it didn't happen to 2020. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy, man. It's a lot of... That's true. This is kind of like shit. the thing that we should have all been preparing for. Yeah. Remember when... Remember 1999? Yeah. Did you prepare for Y2K? I was like 14, but yeah, I remember I was, thinking about it a bit. I don't know how old I was. Probably. I was young as shit, though. Yeah. But, like, my mom and them bought a whole bunch of water. All, like, motherfuckers really thought it was over. Right. Yeah, we should have did that for 2020. <laughs> you think about it. We <laughs> needed we water, do. like, with Flint. All, like... Everything we prepared for, we needed it. Everything then, we need the shit now. You know what I'm saying? Right. You anxious to get back on the road? You you think it's gonna happen 2021? Uh, Probably I mean, not till then. Yeah, I'm 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 going with the flow. I want to be healthy on anything. I ain't trying. You know what I mean? Whatever happened, happened. Right. I appreciate that you're so public about the fact that you're married and you got kids and you're, yeah, you're happy about that. that. Yeah. That mean a lot to me. Right. You understand? I ain't come. I come from an era where niggas ain't even respect women. Right. You know what I mean? A woman that'll hold you down, do everything for you, stand by your side, you know, take your bullshit, be there for you when some when some sucker shit go on. And you know, it was then it was like, ah, oh, fuck that bitch. Mm. Now it's like, nah, you know, I married that woman. You know what I mean? That's what God, shit, God bless, that's a blessing. That's something God gave me as a gift. And I acknowledge my gifts when God give them to me. So I married that woman. Did prison help to make you realize how important that was? Yeah, yeah. I, we was married right before prison, but prison made me realize everything. You know, I learned what love is in prison. When I got to prison, I learned that I didn't love my children. I didn't. I didn't love them. Like hadn't been acting as the way that you would expect to. I act. didn't love. Love is love is action. Right. I can't say I love you and then shoot you in the face. Right. That's not love. That's that's just a word. That's How a have thought. you changed your the way you deal with your kids? Like since you just spending more time with them? Or? Yeah, I put them first. Right. For instance, I'm not I'm not in the streets. I'm not hustling. You know what I mean? I ain't selling shit. I ain't walking around with hundred guns no more. I ain't I ain't doing that type of shit. I ain't gonna let a nigga trick me out my position either. You know, if it ain't working, unless a man, if a person, I, I, I would literally go to prison for the rest of my life for my respect and my family. And I would do it and I would happily do it. But if it ain't about that, then it ain't about, it ain't, it ain't about nothing. I don't care what a nigga say about me. I don't care about none of that shit. Just don't touch me. I don't disrespect my family. So, you know, before 
before all it would take is for a nigga to say on the internet, hey, Vezo, you a bitch, are we on him? Right. He got to go, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't love because I was more worried about my feelings, mm. not worried about my children's feelings. Because he didn't disrespect my kids, he disrespected me. And at the time, that was just enough. But now I can I can take some disrespect. I just can't take it from my kids. Right. You know, so. That's interesting. So do you feel like you, do you spend time thinking about how, like being the role model that you want your kids to have? Because if you were still in the streets, then there'd be a lot of lying to your kids about how you were making money and what I you were doing. I am a liar. I'm, I'm a liar. I grew up, I started off being a piece of shit. I'm a felon, you know, I got a temp, I got an attitude problem. I'm, um, what's that word? We're, 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 I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite at times. You know what I mean? I'm irresponsible. I'm all that. I don't want to be no role model for my children. I don't want them to be like me. Mm. I lied. I cheated. I stole. I robbed. I don't want them to be like me. I don't. I'm, I don't want to be their role model. Do you ever think about that though? Like how you're gonna explain to your kid that like I used to be a very different kind of person. Yeah. Daddy I'm, changed his life. Yeah, I do, and I'm. A, I'm. I'm make sure they know that because I don't want them to be like me. You know what I mean? Because being like me, that means you have to take everything. What I'm saying is, like, if for them to be like me, everything that I shouldn't have done that I did is what made me me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So if you be like me, that means you'll have to go through that process as well. Mm. And that ain't a process I'm, I want them to go through. So I don't want them to be like me. So, yeah, I am going to explain that to them. I hear that for sure. Um, okay, so the the one other bar that I just had to ask about from when I was listening to the tapes, uh, I shot a dude and I got shot the same night. Yeah. This sounds like a crazy night. Yeah, it was a crazy night. It was cap. It ain't happened like that. I got oh, okay. shot, and then once I got shot, I shot back, but not the same night. That shit just was rhyming. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story, though. It's a true story. Just not the same night. I was on some Batman shit. Right. Just <laughs> in a booth on some Batman Superman shit. That's dope, though. Yeah, I, I kind of like find myself, like, when I'm listening to your bars, just thinking, like, man, what the fucking mind state does he feel like he has to get into nah, to yo, say like, some of this shit? That's a true story, though, yo. Like, that's a real story. It just didn't happen that same night. Like, right. that's some... Nigga do that, you James Bond, like. Right. But when <laughs> when you are like in the booth though, and like really like like lyrically, like there's just a, a level of realness that I feel like you so consistently bring to your lyrics, where you want to yeah. like share things that are gonna like make people's jaws drop. Mm-hmm. Like, is that that's one of the th- key things that's running through your brain when you're in there yeah. putting, putting yeah. the verse down? Yeah, no doubt. Like, I, I want to touch people. I want motherfuckers to feel that shit. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always somebody going through some shit that I done went through, some shit that I done seen. And majority of my raps is things I actually went through. Like, you know, I ain't really, I I rap about shit that I seen, but like the majority of my raps is shit that I actually did and been through personally. So I feel like when I speak it, it kind of hit different because somebody else that did that or been through that, they know like, oh, you know, they feel it. They feel it. And like, oh, dude, that really happened. Cause the way he said it, how he spoke on that shit, he really know the fuck. He ain't talking like somebody that only seen it. Because when you're on the outlook in, you never know what it's like being in them shoes. Right. You know what I mean? So I speak from in them shoes. Like the worst thing that a rapper can do realistically is to just say a bunch of generic sounding shit that sounds exactly like everything else that every yeah. other rapper you can think of is saying in this shit. And the shit that really is going to make a rapper stand out is when they're going to bring something to the table that just sounds so real or so like, even if you don't know the people they're talking about or you don't know exactly the place they're from, but you could just tell that the level of detail is just something different 
different. I mean, that's that's a huge element. I think that's what really makes people love you is that okay. it's just the creativity and the way of describing things that goes outside of what we expect, you know? Yeah, you got to paint that picture. You got to make them people feel you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, what you going to rap about? You gonna What you going to say? Definitely. Say the same shit that everybody saying. I say the same shit people say. I just said differently because I'm speaking from a person that's in them shoes. Definitely. Not from, you know, from the outlook in. Do you, have you, you consider every project you put out a mixtape so far? I mean, they are mixtapes. When I'm making them, I treat that shit like an album. Right. Because it counts to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I treat everything, like, all the way from, like, the production to the sound quality, you know what I mean? I spend more money on mixing and mastering than I do for... Uh, producers don't get don't take this the wrong way. I fuck with you, but I spend my money on mixing and mastering than I would for like the for an actual beat. Right, you know what I mean? Cause I, you can make a shitty beat sound like the best beat in the world if it's if the quality there. Yeah, and I ain't saying I got the best quality. I just you know like being like a uh, like a I don't know if, like uh, like an underground rapper or whatever the fuck I am. You know, uh, people don't really too much care about sound quality, but I do. No, yeah, it makes a way bigger difference than I think people really give it credit for you know yeah like, no doubt that shit'll make your stuff be able to go a lot of places that it wouldn't be able to go otherwise yeah facts so have you but have you thought about like are, are you planning or is that part of the plan to put out like a major like album like you know there's a lot of rappers will put out 10 mixtapes yeah. before they get to the album no even doubt. when they're actually famous and shit my album coming next okay my very first album I'm doing that next what's, what's got to happen in order for it to to really feel like an album get like a little bit higher, higher level producers, yeah, higher level features producers, a little bit. That too, features higher level producers for sure. Because other, otherwise, it won't stand out from my mixtapes. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm I definitely gonna work with those artists who like I always want to work with. You know what I mean? And like producers, I always want to work with. Even just the promotion and shit, how we go about that. Mm. I want everything to just be way bigger. Not I want. It's going to be that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Is you, do you feel like there's anything like stories that you have or like real content that you oh, kind of have stored up in your brain that you're sort of saving so for? So much shit. Really? So much shit. I got hella stories that I never spoke on or talked about, you know, because like at the time, like even even with 2016, 2015, 16 and 17, I ain't too much speak on those. Only thing I rapped about is being in prison. Mm. You know, I, all my experience. Cause even before then, I was rapping about shit prior to them years, so I got a lot of shit that I want to talk about that I know I can legally I can talk about now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's good. You have that confidence that you're not worried it's gonna come back to bite you in the ass. No, huh? it, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Facts. Uh, shit. I know it's kind of a played out thing to mention too, but the song with Herbo is like one yeah. of the greatest rap songs of all time. Honestly, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, know. I think I heard the fucking song with him before I heard the version without yeah, him. A lot of so did. to me, that's like the version in my head, and yeah, I no love doubt. Herbo. Like he, he, like it's your song, but he went crazy. Man, he got off on that motherfucker. Man, he was rapping so long. We were shooting a video. I'm like, hey, bro, you sure you don't want me to like? Break that motherfucker down to like a 16 or a 12. Like, nah, folks, I need all mine. Right. I need all mine. Man, he rapping so fucking long. Like, man, he got off. Like, he blessed me with a fire verse. Like, that was that was that G Herbal that made me a fan from the jump. Like, yeah. I ain't gonna be fake. Like, you know, I really was a fan of dude already. You know what I mean? I do songs and link up with people I probably wasn't a fan of prior, but I was genuinely a fan of dude though. Right. Like, and the way nah, you described did. it, saying that he was just like, nah, I'm coming there. We're nah. gonna do the video. That yeah. that made me. 
really appreciate that fucking collab even all more. Organic, all right. organic, like through the DM type shit. Like he did the shit with before even saying something to me. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate him just recognizing how good you were and being like, yeah, nah, shit. fuck it, I'm going there just because I want to be a part of whatever yeah. fucking rise no, you have I, right I was now. Gangster. Yeah, like I always gonna have a respect for him. Like you know what I mean forever. Like I don't give a fuck if we never do a song if he never answer my calls again. What if he unfight whatever like. He can't he can't get me to stop respecting him, you know what I'm saying? Respect. Ice Revezo. Huge fan, man. Man, I appreciate that. I'm a fan of y'all too, brothers. Mean a lot. Thank you, man. Yeah, like the people, the people out there really gotta listen to your shit. If you just watching this because you're like, man, I wanna hear some street talk, get your ass on Spotify. Robin season two out now, available everywhere. All platforms will get that motherfucker. I seen on your Instagram how you got all the little story icons and it says Robin Season 2 yeah. out now. Yeah. I'm flipping through that shit like, what the <laughs> fuck does it say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing promo crazy. Crazy. Alright. Uh, Ice Red Vezo, I appreciate you coming on, man. man. Thank, thank you, you for man. your time. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, shout out to AD too, man. That's shout out to AD. Yeah. Yo, what's up? We, he said he got left off your album or some shit. Man, the, we the producer got a song so... Yeah, the producer played it, but we got a song so fucking hard, man. I can't wait. We gonna drop that bitch ASAP. That's fire. Yeah, it's on the flow, though. I appreciate it, though, On bro. the flow. There Let's we go. get it. Yeah. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.